In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, on this most holy night in which our Lord Jesus passed over from death to life, we are gathered here in vigil and in prayer. This is the Passover of the Lord, in which by hearing his word and celebrating his sacraments, we share in his victory over death. Let us pray. O God, you are like a refiner's fire, and your spirit enkindles the hearts of your faithful people with the fire of your love. Bless, we implore you, this flame and those who keep this joyful Easter festival, that burning with desire for life with you, we may be found rightly prepared to share in the feast of light, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Christ Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. His are time and eternity. His are the glory and dominion now and forever. By his wounds we have healing, both now and forever. Amen. May the light of Christ, who is risen in glory from the dead, scatter all of the darkness of our hearts and minds. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, pour out on us your abundant blessing, that all who in true faith share this night in joyful celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead may be filled with your heavenly benediction. Once we were in darkness, but now we are in the light, even Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, all you heavenly choirs of angels. 
salvation and proclaim the triumph of our King. Rejoice to all the earth in the radiance of the light now poured upon you and made brilliant by the brightness of the everlasting King. Know that the ancient darkness has been forever banished. Rejoice, O Church of Christ, clothed in the brightness of this light. Let all the house of God ring forth with rejoicing, with the praises of God's faithful people. The Lord be with you. With thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places with our heart and mind and voice praise you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, and your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. For he is the very Paschal Lamb, who offered himself for the sin of the world, who has cleansed us by the shedding of his precious blood. This is the night when you brought our fathers, the children of Israel, out of bondage in Egypt and led them through the Red Sea on dry ground. This is the night when all who believe in Christ are delivered from bondage to sin and are restored to life and immortality. This is the night when Christ, the life, arose from the dead. The seal of the grave is broken, and the morning of the new creation breaks forth out of night. Oh, how wonderful and beyond all telling is your mercy toward us. O oh God, that to redeem a slave, you gave your son. How holy is this night when all wickedness is put to flight and sin is washed away. How holy is this night when innocence is restored to the fallen and joy is given to those downcast. How blessed is the night when man is reconciled to God in Christ. Holy Father, accept now the evening sacrifices of our thanksgiving and praise. Let Christ, the true light and morning star, shine in our hearts. He who gives life to all creation, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Reading from Genesis chapters 1 and 2. 
In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse, and he separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good, and God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens, to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures, and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm, according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heaven, 
and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, through your word and spirit, you most wonderfully created all things, and through the word made flesh, you brought new life to fallen humanity. Grant that in your mercy we may be conformed to the image of him who shares fully in our humanity, even Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. A reading from Genesis, chapters 7, 8, and 9. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens also, male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the seventeenth day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened, and rain fell upon the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day Noah and his sons, Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark, they and every beast according to its own kind, and all the livestock according to their kind, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, every winged creature, 
They went into the ark with Noah, two and two of all flesh, in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. The flood continued forty days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. And the end, at the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent forth a raven. It went to and fro from the waters, were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and brought her into the ark with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark, and the dove came back to him in the evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she did not return to him any more. In the six hundred and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried off, off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth had dried out. Then God said to Noah, Go out from the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Then God said to Noah and to his, and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. It is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
O Lord, you kill and you raise to life. You brought the flood upon a wicked and perverse generation, and yet you saved faithful Noah and his family in the ark. Keep us in safety in the ark of Christ's holy body, the church, that your mercy may come to its fullness and your salvation be preached to the ends of the earth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. reading from Exodus chapters 14 and 15. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, It is because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, so that they will, shall go in after them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the angel of God who was going before the host of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them coming between the host of Egypt and the host of Israel. And there was a cloud in the darkness, and it lit up the night without one coming near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them, into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning, watch the Lord in the pillar of fire and of cloud, looked down on the Egyptians' forces, and threw the Egyptians' forces into a panic, clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from before Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, 
that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared. And as the Egyptians fled into it, the Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But all the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O God, you once delivered your people Israel from bondage under Pharaoh and led them by a pillar of cloud and fire through the sea to safety. Grant that we may so follow Christ, that through the waters of baptism we may daily die and rise with him and walk in safety through the wilderness of this life until we see your salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 chapter 36. And I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. And from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my just decrees. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, by the death and resurrection of your Son, you cleansed our hearts and put a new spirit within us. Grant that all who are brought into the newness of life in the fellowship of the body of Christ may show forth in their lives what they confess with their lips. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel, chapter 37. 
The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a sound, and behold a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. So he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he had commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from the grave, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O God, your Son came as a Son of Man to breathe his word and spirit upon the dry, dead bones of Adam's children. Grant that we may hear your holy word, receive your spirit, and rise each day from the death of sin to live in newness of life before you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from Job chapter 19. My bones stick to my skin and to my flesh, and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. Have mercy on me, have mercy on me, O you my friends, for the hand of God touched me. Why do you, like God, pursue me? Why are you not satisfied with my flesh? Oh, that my words were written, 
Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead, they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, with whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, our great Redeemer, in the sacrifice of your Son you put to death our wretched flesh, and in his rising restored our life. Grant that we may always cling to Christ by faith in this life, that at the last we may rejoice to stand in our own flesh and see you face to face. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. reading from Daniel chapter 3. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth 6 cubits. He set it upon the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and the herald proclaimed aloud, you are commanded, O people, nations and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the people heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, and bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your God or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trident, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. These, then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men, unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command, and yielded up their bodies, rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way. And the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O God, your Son protected faithful Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace of the King. Grant us protection in our time of testing, that we would boldly confess your name, reject all false worship, and live and die in confidence, knowing that we are safe in your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In this most holy night, our Savior, Christ the Lord, broke the power of death and by his resurrection brought life and salvation to all creation. Let us praise the Lord, for he truly keeps his word. The Son of Righteousness has dawned upon us, who have sat in darkness and in the shadow of death. On this holiest of nights, the whole church of our Lord Jesus Christ recalls his death and burial, rejoicing with great joy in the gospel of his glorious and mighty resurrection from the dead. The Apostle Paul calls us to remember our holy baptism. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of, of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin, once for all, but the life he lives. He lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Let us kneel as we continue with our prayers. Oh Lord, 
Son of God, hear yes. us. Cast the Lamb who has offered, who was offered for us and has taken away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Who was crucified for our transgressions and raised for our justification. Have mercy on us. Who foretold your passion, saying, The Son of Man must be crucified and on the third day rise again. Have mercy on us. Who destroyed death by dying and by rising to life again, brought life and immortality to life. Have mercy on us. Whose resurrection was first announced by an angel to the women. Have mercy on us. Who appeared to Mary Magdalene and was worshipped by her. Have mercy on us. Who revealed yourself to the two disciples on the Emmaus Road and made yourself known to them in the scriptures and in the breaking of the bread. Have mercy on us. Who appeared to the disciples, bestowing on them your peace and your spirit. Have mercy on us. Who showed your wounded hands and sides to the Apostle Thomas, that he too might believe. Have mercy upon us. Who appeared to seven disciples on the Sea of Tiberias, bringing a miracle, miraculous catch of fish. Have mercy upon us. Who appeared to Peter and to the twelve and to the over five hundred disciples, to James and to all the apostles, and to Paul on the Damascus Road. Have mercy on us. Who commissioned your church to make disciples of all nations by baptizing and teaching them. Have mercy on us. By your glorious resurrection from the dead. Good Lord, deliver us. By your victory over sin and death. Good Lord, deliver us. By the majesty of your risen body. Good Lord, deliver us. We poor sinners implore you. To hear us, Lord Jesus. That we may daily die and rise with you in our baptism and walk in the freedom of your forgiveness. Grant us, good Lord. That we may set our minds on things above and not on earthly things serving others as we have been served by you. Grant us, good Lord, that we may dwell with you forever in the new creation as citizens of the heavenly Jerusalem, together with all the saints. Grant us, good Lord, Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Death and life have contended in the 
that combats stupendous. The prince of life who died reigns immortal. Christ is arisen from the graves I prison. So let our joy rise full and free. Christ our comfort true will be. lying there, 
but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look in. When she saw the two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet, they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord. I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We sing him 458. So 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. Alleluia. Brothers and sisters in Christ, no one likes a sore loser, but also no one likes a sore winner. But it is in our human nature to gloat. We like attention. We like people to recognize our accomplishments. We're constantly seeking approval from our peers, our friends and family, and yes, even from our church family. But even more ingrained in us in this need for recognition is the desire to cover our shame and our losses. When we lose, we try not to make a big deal of it. We try and cover it up so no one knows. No one wants their shame or their incompetence shown because we are sinners, each and every one of us, and the last thing we want to do is let everyone know. So we seek our own glory, our own fame, and our own following. In fact, even when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the whole city knew, the whole country knew. It wasn't a quiet affair. Parades were held, interviews were had, and all those involved received big, fancy, sparkly rings to mark the occasion so that anyone who sees them knows they won the Super Bowl. But it wasn't just the players who celebrated. Everyone in the city in cars were honking their horns, screaming and shouting. People throughout the city knew what happened and wanted everyone to know. Victory for us humans is a rowdy and raucous affair. But Christ takes a different approach. The wisdom of God is far different than, and far superior to that of men. And that is part of why this particular Easter is so difficult for us. It's very easy to revel in the victory of Christ because it is also our victory. So we like to celebrate with big bands, large services, fancy breakfasts and dresses, surrounded by loved ones, and proclaiming Christ's victory to the world with open doors by our services. Because to us, victory means celebration. And we're very good at that. I'd be very surprised if you found anyone who, when asked who Christ and what Christians celebrate on Easter, didn't know that it was that Christ had risen from the dead. Because this Sunday is central to our life as redeemed children of God. This Sunday is the basis that every other Sunday is based upon. And so it makes sense when we get here that we celebrate loudly. But we must take care lest we turn our celebration into an idol. What a great and glorious thing it is to remember in these times that it is not our celebration that gives us victory. But what gives us victory is that Christ, who was slain, now lives and reigns. Christ, the perfect Lamb of God, no longer resides in a tomb, but he lives and has conquered death. And he has been raised in a very peculiar way to us. He wasn't raised in the sight of all of his enemies, 
The Pharisees, the scribes, and the chief priests weren't there to see it. There wasn't large fanfares of angelic choruses proclaiming his victory like there was back when he was born. In fact, the very first person to see him wasn't even present at his resurrection. Mary, who came to the tomb, found the stone already rolled away, the body of Christ gone. She was confused and scared even, because Christ is not where he should be. And if Christ was risen, she expected it to be a raucous affair. She, like us, would expect Christ's victory to be proclaimed from every corner of the world to every person. But here on that Easter morning, it was kept quiet. But Christ's death was made public. Christ was hung upon a cross in a public way. His supposed defeat was publicized for the world and for all mankind to see. What seemed to be the devil's finest hours was a rowdy and a raucous affair, and everyone knew about it. The devil gloated and rejoiced at the death of the Son of God. Jesus was hung upon a cross outside the city before a crowd. Multitudes assembled to see him, and they saw him tried, judged, and crucified. Jews, Romans, and Gentiles alike assembled to see the Lamb of God, that very paschal lamb strung up paying the ultimate price for crimes he did not commit. And so the devil mocked him, and the devil mocked him incessantly. But Christ, in his highest despair, endured the mockery of the devil, who is the worst winner of them all. But God ordained all this from the beginning. From the moment sin entered into the world, the Father knew Christ would hang upon that cross. So he allowed Christ to go there. He allowed Satan to gloat. He allowed Satan this temporary victory. And he allowed it to be public. Because this man hanging upon a cross was a sin offering for everyone. This sacrifice was for all who saw him. Christ suffered this defeat on the behalf of all mankind, for those who despised him, and for those who loved him. He was a sin offering for all people. So why is the pronouncement of Christ's victory in the resurrection different? Where are the great bands and the angelic choruses, the, the crowds of people, Christ is not one who gloats. The Father raised him and made him manifest only to a few. The scribes, Pharisees, and crowds who just not long ago were crying crucify him are nowhere to be found. Christ's announcement of victory was first to one woman, Mary, then to his brothers, the disciples, because what makes this resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth Memorable is not the gloating, the parades, the fireworks, and the crowds. It is the fact that he is the very paschal lamb which was offered for us. 
His resurrection, unlike his death, does not apply to all. While all people's sins are paid for by the death of Christ, not all receive the benefit of his resurrection. It requires faith to understand, and without faith, we have nothing. So Christ does not gloat in the face of his enemies, but rather invites us, invites them to believe and to receive eternal life. And those who do receive that very destruction of death that Christ earned. Life given and founded in Christ's death and resurrection cannot be harmed by your physical death. No matter what happens to you today, tomorrow, or a year from now, you know that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so will you. It's very easy to fear death because of the unknown. It is something foreign and contrary to nature. We see it happen around us, and we can comprehend that this is a breakdown of the natural order. Nowhere in the creation account was there death. There was only life, and it was good. So Christ saw our fear, saw the good being destroyed by death, and he went before us. He entered into death willingly as our leader and our Lord, and he goes and conquers it for us because we are unable to and we are scared. He goes before us publicly so that there is no need to fear, because for the believer, death is nothing now but a deep sleep. We know that just as Adam entered into a deep sleep and the Lord saw him through, so also Christ entered into the deep sleep of death and was brought forth victorious by the Father. There is no more unknown. There is no more source of fear. It has all been destroyed by Christ who went before us. The firstborn of the dead has given us, by his resurrection, all hope and life. He has given us the hope that just as he has risen, so shall we. So shall all those who believe. And so, along with Mary and the disciples, we are invited to believe, have faith, and trust that this sacrifice that was public was not a victory for death and the devil, but it was the end of the devil and death. It is here at the tomb that this victory is proclaimed, not with trumpets and fanfare, but with an angel saying to the woman, and to you by extension, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. And praise be to God that he is risen. Praise be to God that you have heard, and praise be to God that through him you have come to believe. And because of this, we still rejoice today. The world seems to think that Easter is canceled. That without our Easter breakfasts, big services, and fancy gatherings, the victory has been taken from us. But brothers and sisters in Christ, we have still won. Despite the quiet and small services, we still have the victory. Because Christ, the Passover lamb who was slain, now lives. And he has given us his body and blood to eat and to drink. 
But let us hunger for the body and thirst for the blood of God. Let us believe that by it our sin is forgiven, our body is kept safe, and that on that last day we will rise again with new life with Christ, who has gone before us and won the victory. Let us rejoice in the victory feast of the Lamb, who proclaims himself now the victor over sin, death, and the devil forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let us rise. We continue with the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. O God, our redemption, for our redemption, you gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of the enemy. Grant that our sin may be drowned through daily repentance, and that day by day we may arise to live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God, the Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Amen.